Welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, proudly presented by Christian Warrior Mission. Hosted by former Navy SEAL, SWAT officer, and atheist, now a warrior for Jesus Christ, Pastor Jason Perry. This is more than just a podcast. It's a spiritual vanguard where we intentionally set aside the hustle of our daily lives to come together. We gather to study the Bible, share in heartfelt prayer, and engage in meaningful discussions about all things Christian, homesteading, prepping, and self-defense. Lock shields with us, and together, we will hold the line. And now, let's meet your host, Pastor Jason Perry. You are listening to Patriot Crusader Mission, where Christian warriors are forged. Sponsored by Patriot Crusader Mission Patreon page. Join us and become the Christian warrior you are called to be. Strengthen on us, strengthen on us. At my signal, unleash hell. Do or do not. There is no try. All right. Hey, everyone, and uh, welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, episode number 32 on uh, Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. And it's, <laughs> boy, has it been a Monday. So um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard... If you follow us on Instagram, um, you know, we have a little bit of bad news. Um, I'll let Lauren get into it. Um, yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm, I'm watching the monitor at the same time because baby B chose the worst night possible to, uh, have an utter meltdown at bedtime. So I might be bowing out here shortly, but I wanted to be here to share the news with Jason. Um, so, you know, we obviously, told you all on Friday that um, that I had taken a pregnancy test because um, I was suspicious and I didn't want to drink with you all on Friday if, if I was pregnant and um, it was positive and I took another one on Saturday and it was positive um, and then Sunday I started bleeding and um, I've I believe I've lost the pregnancy um, I, I don't think that what I'm experiencing is within the bounds of, of healthy pregnancy at this point. Um, so we've been dealing with the roller coaster of high excitement on Friday to kind of crashing down just 48 hours later. Um, and, and processing that, um, I mean, you guys were all saying name, doing the name game with us on Friday. Um, you know, and so it's hard to start daydreaming that big and then um, have it all go be taken from you so quickly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of processed my thoughts in a video that I put out just a little bit ago on on Instagram um, to share. Um, we know a lot of our viewers um, have gone through this same exact thing. We know we're not alone on this. And we deliberately shared it with you guys early because um, in Lauren's family, there's a history of miscarriages and we wanted as many prayer warriors as we could lock and shields with us. So we appreciate your prayers. Um, we believe that God does answer, answer prayers and um, just be with us um, during this. And the next time we're going to tell you guys 
Same exact thing because we want you guys locking shields with us and and praying for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy Lauren and a smooth pregnancy and all those things. So, again, you guys are, you know, like family to us. Um, you know, um, I can't tell you um, how, when the after the Instagram thing went up, how many people, thanks, Jay, thanks, Chris, um, reached out, sent, you know, DMs, texts, calls, and all that stuff. And for all of you guys who, you know, who were still sending congratulations, don't feel bad. No, not you know, at all. we appreciate all the love and support and we know that your congratulations would be uh, so sorry if you had known. So, mm-hmm. um, no injury, no harm, no foul, nothing but love and um, you know, we greatly greatly appreciate each and every one of you in that and this has only strengthened our faith. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's, um, I, I tried to kind of dive into finding some sermons that would kind of help me make sense of things. Um, just to see someone who's a little more articulate kind of in the Bible, kind of trying to, um, talk about miscarriage and loss like this. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, you say God blessed you with a child. And, and so if you go down that road of thinking and say, okay, God gave us this child, then does that also then equate to God took it away? And, um, a sermon I found that, that resonated with me was, you know, God does not, did not cause this, um, that, that what happened is just, it's, nature's you know nature took its course it was just uh um this particular one wasn't meant to be um but that you know god will god will use this moment for good and kind of work it in my life and work it in jason's life and how we share it with you all and um you know i shared in my video that uh it for me at a minimum has affirmed in my heart that i really do want a second Right, baby. Um, I've gone in circles on that, um, especially in the moments of feeling very stressed and very overwhelmed and trying to picture juggling two kids when one is hard and trying to, to picture how to, how to do it all over again. Um, and having kind of having that, that second child at my fingertips and then having that taken away has, um, really affirm for me that that's what I want. So I can at least put to bed the, the concerns um, that this is the right thing. Uh, I'm confident that this is the right thing now. Well, that's, you know, definitely a, a blessing in this. So again, we're not going to stay doom and gloom. Um, you know, it affected us more than it affected me more than I thought it would have. Um, but, um, you know, we're going to stay optimistic. We're going to stay positive. And uh, we're going to stay in the fight and we're going to lean into the Lord and our faith, Yeah, you know, um, you know, just diving into the word um, is the best way to do it. So a uh, couple of things on the God front um, for myself that, um, you know, as I was, you know, being that we're home based right now and we don't have a church, our church is all the way in Maine. And Ken was on um, a trip, so he wasn't even uh, pastoring this Sunday. Um, 
we, you know, I started watching some other ones that were out there that people have recommended and, you know, doing my homework and rolling up my sleeves. And I found a guy who did a really good job at preaching um, what I think is a common problem for all of us or for most people. I mean, there are some people who just get it and whatever. And I'm going to screw the story up, but basically, um, you know, there are two farmers and one farmer says, Hey, I want to sell you a hundred acres for next to nothing. Mm -hmm. Do you want it? The guy's like, of course I want it. I need the land. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, there's just one caveat. I'm going to sell you 99 acres and I'm going to keep the one acre in the middle. I just love it so much. I mean, you got a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. I love spending time there. I just want to keep that. But the rest of it, I'll just basically almost give it away to you. Mm -hmm. So, um, so of course they go out there, sign the papers, he buys it. And over the next two years, um, that farmer tries to grow stuff on his land, on that land and all those things. And the previous owner becomes such a problem because he, the only way he can get to that spot is by traveling over the other, mm -hmm. uh, the other 99 acres. Mm -hmm. And he does so much damage, this and that, uh, doing that, that it's not even worth it to him. Mm -hmm. So, um, and what he equated that to, and I thought it was a great example of, you know, of what a lot of Christians do. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of Christians say, I'm all in, praise Jesus, you know, I'll fast, I'll pray, I'll do whatever this. But they keep one acre in the center of them or one part of the center of their lives yeah. that they don't let God into. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a very um, well done analogy. Yeah, whether it's. You know, you're not married and you're having sex, so I'm going to do everything else good but this, mm -hmm. or your substance addiction, mm -hmm. or your pornography addiction, yeah. or whatever. I'm good everywhere else but this one place, and God will forgive me on this. And those typically are the same people who are praying their butts off, and it bounces off the ceiling because they're not coming clean. They're not given mm -hmm. access to the core of themselves to get the healing they need to get in tune with the Holy Spirit so their prayers can reach heaven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to me that was very profound. I like the way he explained it is that, you know, you know, you gave God everything but the most important part and you're mucking it all up, all the stuff he's trying to do for you, trying to get to that one acre in the middle. Christian Warrior Talk is sponsored by Trident Shield your trusted ally in violence preparedness. Trident Shield safeguards your loved ones with expert training and consulting. Trident Shield, defending faith through preparedness because together we save lives. Yeah, so no. I think you said in reflection, you you have recognized that in yourself before, but you think that you're at a... Yeah, I'm out of that now. Like I, I've given God everything in my thing, but I just look back at times in my life when it was that way. Mm-hmm. And where I was like, okay, I'm a good Christian here. I, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. You know, I started the bargaining thing. Yeah. So, but, you know, I do this one thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, there is no part of God, which is why we talk politics with Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
right? Meaning that Jesus wants access to your politics. Like there's not any part of your life or belief system that should not be touched by touched Jesus, by Jesus yeah. and be yeah. influenced by Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if you're the party of abortion and you're vo- you're all for killing babies, <laughs> you're not in line yeah. with Jesus. If you know, so again, you know, I just found that to be a very profound um, teaching point that I really liked. And then Ken hit a home run. He was guest speaking in uh, Miami, mm-hmm. Florida, and I watched him do a sermon on Cornelius, who was a Roman centurion mm-hmm. who um, was a believer, but didn't he barely know anything. Yeah, he was like he only knew a little, mm-hmm. but whatever he knew, he ran with it. Right. Did everything he possibly could. Yeah. And he did a lot with the you know, he walked with the little light he had. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have a beacon like a a ten thousand lumen flashlight to light the way in the darkness. He had a candle. Mm-hmm. But he went and he brought everyone with his can like his whole family, all of his friends, everything. Yeah. He tried to live a good Christian life. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Lord heard him like with his, how he treated the people and everything, you know, the, the angel of the Lord said, you know, your God has heard you from heaven mm-hmm. and sent him to Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter came and, and, and told him what he was supposed to do and all that stuff. So again, you know, so many, so many of us, you know, in our, in our religious in our Christian pursuits, particularly atheists who want to know every mystery out there Mm -hmm. that they get hung up on all the darkness instead of really diving in with the light that they have. Like there's so much in this book Mm -hmm. that you can grasp easily Mm -hmm. and that is good and is clear as day and you should be applying in your life why are you tripping up on X, Y, and Z? Yeah, I mean Jonah and the whale, yeah. or whatever, right? Like, do you need all all that clarity? And I, and I think you know. And one of the things that he said to me again to back up to the ori- original thing that I was saying about the real estate in the middle of yeah. middle of your heart is he's like, if the Bible is still black words, black letters on a white page, you have unsettled business of God that you need to fix. Mm. So that they will, it'll turn into something else for you. Okay. And I have 100% experience this. Mm-hmm. I've experienced this where I've read stuff and I'm getting nothing and I'm just skim reading it to the point. And then I'm just sitting there and just like, holy smokes. Yeah. And then something just makes itself apparent to me. Yeah, and, I've been seeing that in, in you recently. The, you know, just the, the understanding of and the appreciation of yeah. the context. So there's a couple comments here from Mike Hall. Uh, there's no perfect life. There's no imperfect life. There's only your life. Keep your heads up and see what's ahead. Absolutely, Mike. Thank you. And then William Rutledge, you are family. I'm sorry to hear of this. Praying for you both and hoping the future to hear of a new healthy pregnancy. Thank you Thank so you much, William. William. We really appreciate that. And we guys consider we really do consider you guys all family. So, um, I, well, I think so. You know, as far as Ken's sermon, I think it's it's good for us all to t- to take a look at ourselves, especially if we're feeling, you know, if we're finding that our prayers are going unanswered, or or we're asking for God to do more for us and it's not coming. To to look and say, has He given me anything that I haven't 
done well by yet, you know, that, yeah. that I kind of let that go or, or, um, I, I failed at something that God has kind of given me this little light on, uh, why would he give me more light if I wasn't good with that light, you know? And so, um, yeah, I've got a lot of remorse with Maine over that. Um, yeah, I think so. It's hard to look back and say, you know, should I have done something differently? But, um, that might be where to start if you're finding that your prayers yeah. are going unanswered. Um, you know, as far as that, um, I had one other point about Ken's sermon, but I can't remember what it was. That's okay. I can, I got you. <laughs> It'll come to me in like a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I sit back and I, I think of, you know, here I was in Maine, you know, with Ken Graves mm-hmm. at my, you know, at, you know, I'm at his feet. I'm there around him to learn from it. And I was trying to do everything else and do that. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted more and more from God to to let me know that things are going to be okay in Maine when I should have maybe just been diving into learning as much as I could from Ken. Yeah. And trusting in God to provide. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, because we've, we've justified coming back here and all of that, but you could certainly, you could have written that story both ways. Right. So it's, I, I think you just kind of got to take what, Take where you're at now um, and commit to from this point forward saying if I recognize that God has given me something to to do it with all my heart. It's the best yeah, it's just it's just so hard to discern sometimes between, you know, um, it's not supposed to be or, or a trial. N- well, the entrepreneur and the, the no quit attitude of the SEAL teams and that we're all raised with don't be a quitter, mm-hmm. go out there, achieve, work your hardest, you know, never quit. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, doing that against with God, which is, you know, sometimes the opposite, right. You know, you're, you're not supposed to force things because they're not supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, like the one thing I've learned from all the last, the last year plus of our life now is not to force things that to do your due diligence, yeah. prepare, cue it up, put it in God's hands. And when it happens, it happens, you go, but if it doesn't, you don't. Yep. I think, um, the move that we're doing right now is, is we're, we're walking that out. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not stressing nearly as much as the other times. Chris, I'm trying to pull that link up for you now. It's on his, uh, Vimeo, Vimeo. account on there. Vimeo. Prayers for peace in your hearts. God will gift your family with many children. I have five beautiful children and love them all. That's it awesome. It might be sunshine. just enough, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, won't, I, I have won't no problem with as many it. as he wants to send. <laughs> so. Holy smokes. I've just wrapped my head around too. So <laughs> slow down. We actually, in all honesty, that we've uh, considered fostering or adopting as well. So yep. we'll, we'll see what the Lord provides with. Um, our own and then how else to expand the family. So, yeah, as far as Ken's sermon in Miami, it was, um, on his Vimeo Calvary chapel bangers, Vimeo channel. Um, you're going to have to do that part, uh, Chris. Um, so that's, that's all the God stuff that I really had to talk about today. Um, just that, you know, we're not going to be pushing anything. We're just going to keep plugging away. And if, if anything, I'm not going to worry about step 452. Mm-hmm. I'm going to worry about the next step. 
and I'm only going to take the next step. I'm Not Venmo, Vimeo. Vimeo. Sorry, Vimeo. Here. This isn't the link to the specific video, but it's the link to their Vimeo page. You got it? So, um, the other things we want to talk about. Let's talk about Ted Cruz again. Um, so, as everyone knows, the media is really ripped into Ted Cruz um, with his him getting caught flying to Cancun with his family. And I've had a lot of a lot of conservatives defend him, which I don't. I know why they're doing it because Democrats have done much worse. Blah 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 blah. But the problem is, is we have to be better than them. And Ted Cruz really, really, really should have been on the ground coordinating, helping, calling, you know, assisting in any way he could without wasting time. Like, I don't think Ted Cruz should be handing out water. Mm-hmm. That's a photo op, right? Now so what So is, what, yeah. So what does he do, right? He gets his ass kicked in the papers and everyone's saying this and Beto O'Rourke's raising money and doing this and so is AOC yeah. and all these other people while he's got the optic of flying to Cancun of all places. Right. And um, so he takes a photo op of him handing out water. Yeah, which. Uh, Loading up water into people's cars. And has it's like. Zero sincerity. Zero sincerity. The moment for that. Like, whoever his PR crew is, I just want to slap him in the face <laughs> yeah. and say, yeah. listen, you don't go around tuning your own horn that you put water in cars. Right. Yeah. Like, you, other people, you have other champions for you come out there. And say what you're doing. But if that's the best you can do as a senator, you suck as a senator. <laughs> you need to be out there doing big picture stuff. You need to be out there with the police, with the fire department, with the aid stations, with whatever. You know, doing everything out there and not taking pictures, putting water in there. After the fact, you just got caught trying to go Cancun. It's like leadership 101 and again, it shows you why there's really hardly any leaders in this country because you lead by example from the front, mm-hmm. not from Cancun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not not once you've been called out for it. I think that's where, it, you know, he, he missed the boat on the opportunity, and um, it certainly would take a lot more than passing out waters to yeah. um, for people to believe he's being sincere in in the effort. Right. So um, the next thing we wanted to talk about was a series of active shootings. And Lauren, I know you've got a few, two you want to talk about, one I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, So we just noticed, I mean, the the one active shooter was really our, has been our career um, for the the last seven or so years. Um, And one of the great upsides of COVID is that active shooters largely disappeared at least the the significant ones from the headlines Mm -hmm. um i'm sure there were a few kind of small ones that just didn't make the news but oh there was plenty of gang activity and mass shootings they just weren't weren't calling them active shooters they were gang targeting with 20 something people yeah but you know from what we'd been used to seeing on the news that there was i mean you know every month it seemed like or every couple months there was one that would be you know pretty high death toll and you know very newsworthy um and they just stopped um which was you know obviously great because the you know life is the most important thing yep um but recently kind of over the last month i've noticed 
multiple headlines again talking about the still small, you know, um, which is great news, still small. Um, but there have been an increase in, in mentions of active shooters again. And so it's just kind of kind of wondering, you know, is it just that society is getting back to normal or is it the the tensions of everything that's going on from well, lockdowns and everything? Are, are people starting to pop now on that? Um, and so just kind of bringing it back to mind, these have all happened in public areas. Um Versus workplace, you know, there are obviously some somebody's workplace, but in areas that public would go, you know, there was um, a healthcare center, um, a gun store, and then there was one. Where was there was one actually one in the mall, and then there was one at a bowling alley. You know, so it's places that kind of you and I on your everyday are more likely to be impacted now versus workplaces, which if they're all remote, workplace violence is a lot lower. Yeah, well, there's a couple things. One, you know, I do... I am registered for Google alerts on anything that mentions active shooter mm-hmm. and they have been happening all along, but the media had something else they wanted to go after. Yeah. The media drives the frenzy and the media wanted to kill Trump with COVID. Mm-hmm. So everything was all COVID, nothing to take your eye off that. We can't oh, handle. So you're saying that now that Biden wants gun control. Now, now that Biden wants yeah, gun control. Yep, that makes sense. The anniversary of Sandy Hook just happened. Yep. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to start ramping up. All the mm-hmm. active shooter and all the gun violence stats are going to start Very dropping true. off of everyone's lips right now, right? Very true. I mean, you got Merrick Garland getting ready to be confirmed yeah. as the attorney general, mm-hmm. um, and he's already said he's going to implement the gun control measures. Mm-hmm. So they're coming for your Second Amendment, and you know, some deranged somebody somewhere is going to do something terrible, and it's going to be because of a systemic failure to prevent it. Um, you know, with you know, where they violate all the laws already on the books, and they're going to go do it, and they're going to use that to do some massive draconian measure, yeah. and that's going to be the you know the end of our Second Amendment as we know it, unless people actually rise up and push back, whatever yeah. that looks like. That's a great point, though. It's all that's so sick about how the media will, yeah. You know, it's kind of. Whether something's happening or we not, we haven't heard gun violence in four years. Whether, right? Uh, the country is talking to you or the media is talking to you about it. You know, gun violence hasn't even been on their radar. Mm-hmm. No matter how many people were killed in Chicago, no matter how many people were, you know, gunned down in the poorest, blackest communities, none of that stuff anywhere, mm-hmm. right? And but now it's going to start coming out now like crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to use it all against us. So. Yeah. So the the couple of cases that you said well, so there was one um, the in Minnesota, Buffalo, Minnesota, happened at a healthcare clinic. Um, an older gentleman, sixty-seven years old, who apparently was known to authorities, killed one person and wounded four. Um, he was unhappy with his healthcare there, so he was he was known there. Well, if you look at the the reasons why active shooters happen, there's no more reasons than right now. Mm-hmm. You have half the country believe the election was stolen. You have another half part of the election that or company that or um, half of the country that thinks the other people are all evil, and then the other side thinks they're all evil. And then you got COVID, you get isolation, mm-hmm. you got depression, you got suicide, you got terrible yeah. care, you got yeah, jobs, so. you got business owners being forced out of business. There is a lot of reason to hate people right now. Yeah, I've been surprised that there haven't been more. I've been surprised that ones. politicians haven't been targeted yet. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm really am surprised that no one's been successful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know that there was the, 
uh, Gretchen, whatever her name, and, and Michigan, yeah, that those Whitmer. anarchists mm-hmm. were going to kidnap and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then there were some other people that they had, you know, some crazy wish list or target list, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris Goddard is evil. Um, so, again, you know, um, we have more reason right now for people to be who are unstable to be, continue to be unstable. But for some reason, we're not seeing the violence like we have in the past. Yeah. It, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it makes you wonder. Yeah. So the other one um, happened in uh, Louisiana. And I'm not, they haven't released a motive yet for it. Um, And he picked a bad spot. He went to a gun store and a gun range. <laughs> and um, this is called the Darwin Award for acting. So theater. he walked in and he had a loaded pistol, I say with an extended mag. And um, they, he's not supposed to have one kind of out, a loaded pistol out in the, the store area. And so then he got into an argument with staff and then he fired a warning shot and then he shot the store clerk and killed him. And then he became involved with the gunfight because everyone else there is armed. So he, with employees and patrons, and he was hit by and killed by gunfire. And then one other woman was hit and killed. So it's not clear whether that woman was killed by friendly, friendly fire, fire or, or by, yeah. by him. Um, and then several other people were injured. Um, so I, I don't know what the goals were. If you, what he thought he was going to accomplish. I don't think he probably. I mean, he might have been just a hothead. Who the heck knows? Um, you know, yeah. Who knows? Obviously, if he fired a warning shot, he wasn't initially intending to murder anyone yeah. unless yeah. he accidentally discharged as the... But if he was just... Yeah, he was so nervous that he was that being it, kicked out or something. Yeah. Um, yes, I have not seen the video, but I've heard about it. So, Chris, did you see Biden's video declaring... Veterans and former police officers pose a danger to this country. Well, we do, and let me explain why. Veterans and, you know, and people currently serving in the military and law enforcement officers take an oath to support and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Our allegiance isn't to a party. So who the heck do you think they're threatened by? People who know who are armed and know how to do it and know who their loyalties are supposed to be. It's to the Constitution, not to the Democrats or not to the Republicans. Mm-hmm. So we are, in a way, they're accurate saying that we are a threat because we're the only thing standing between them doing what all what they all want to do, which is, you know, basically socialism, lock us down, take away all of our freedoms. But. You know, they've, they found our secret sauce, guys. And I was talking to somebody the other day. You know, want to know how, what it takes to brainwash? I was actually somebody on one of our forums on one of our posts today. A long-time listener and supporter. Um, he's like, how do they, like, infiltrate the military and the officer corps? And I'm like, all it takes is 70 years of liberal professors, you know, and then a comfortable population. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece of that is you have to know you have to be able to read minds. Think about this. You have to be able to read minds and know what people be subjected to, to who will make the decisions that you want them to. And how do you know that? Social media. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So right now we've got enough data that you can tell everyone's 100% of their affiliation through their social media pages. Yeah. You can graph them. 
right? You can literally graph them and say, this is who they are. That's who we're going to promote. We're going to put them in this position. Hmm. And that's how they're going to do that. And that's what I believe they're doing. That's interesting. You know, um, but you want to know why the military is not doing anything? Because the officers are all mostly corrupted. Yeah. You know, they're all educated, you know, or, you know, you would think that they would be conservative, but they've been fired and it rotated out a long time ago. Yeah. There, I've met just as many liberal officers now, which I never saw on the teams when I was in. Okay. It was like one. Mm-hmm. Now it's everywhere, and it's the Pentagon. I mean, look at what Madison McRaven and all these other yeah, I mean, guys said. They're all swamp creatures. Been out all that long for for the officers to. Well, I mean, it was like they, it was, and I only had interaction with the best. Mm-hmm. So imagine all the stuff below that, mm-hmm. right? And who's going to get promoted? Like the military ranking system is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They have to number everybody, or at least when I was getting after when I right when I got out, they were doing this. Everyone in the command had to be ranked. So if there was, you know, a hundred SEALs, there was a number one SEAL and a number ninety nine and a number one hundred SEAL. Mm. Right? They're all good dudes. And you know your ranking. Yeah, you get ranked one on one with this, that, no. the other thing, right? And so it becomes this political. I don't even remember. <laughs> but I definitely wasn't one. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't spend enough time on my knees, that's for sure. But it became a political hack operation. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it became a, a thing where I'll give you number one if you give me two and four. Where instead of like, we need, you know, it should have been just. They're all great guys. Yeah. You know, celebrate the ones who are a class above. Yeah. But you can't put somebody else like off of political points or who his drinking buddy is or what. I mean, it was just, it just got ridiculous and it got disgusting and it just became a total, um, it it turned the teams into a popularity contest Mm -hmm. in a high school locker room instead of. So was it always like that, or they implemented? No, that implemented over time. They were constantly evolving. Okay, that because we used to compete against the whole, the whole uh, navy, and of course we were going to be the top one percent. You already got you were top less than one percent there, so we would be all up there. And they, I don't know if, why they decided to break us off and do whatever. The other ranks were getting tired that we were getting promoted at faster ranks, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, you know, you're going to have to talk to some. A desk jockey for that, but um, it, it just became a, a terrible, you know, rot or cancer in the teams. And, um, you know, that's what the military is. The people who get promoted, some of them are just awesome, badass warriors and they get to a point. But if they don't start towing that party line, yeah. and they get out. And you'll see this with the most famous SEALs that are out now who had great reputations. They didn't stay in. Yeah. They're not pushing. They're not pushing for a four-star admiral. Why? Because they didn't want to play the politics anymore. Yeah, you know that's really unfortunate. And you know when we need strong leaders now more than ever, and morale is at an all-time low. um, You know it's it's just awful. Mm -hmm. And you got to remember that before. You know, I got out before serving under Obama. Yeah, but there was eight years where they purged everybody and got rid of everybody who was not. We didn't think like that. Yeah. Well, Trump found that out. Yeah, Trump found that right away. Jason, having served in the military, as many of your viewers have, and know that if the U.S. flag is flown upside down, it is a signal of distress or danger. The way the Biden administration is taking this, 
it is now the time to fly the flag up. Absolutely, I agree with that. I agree with the fact that the freedom of speech, which is the First Amendment, is gone, people. Mm -hmm. It's gone. It's gone. The First Amendment is gone. So then why, how long to the second? You know, and the rest. So, yeah, we are in a time of distress, and you can fly your flag whichever way, you know, you want right now, as long as you're doing it out of love for your country and not out of spite for your country. There's a big difference for people who just hate this country. I got involved with a debate with somebody on our Instagram page who came to a religious post about forgiveness and wanted to talk about how all government is slavery. Oh, taxes. I'll let you figure out what type of guy this guy was and how, you know, all government taxation is bad. It's all theft, this and that. Now, you're not going to get me to defend the government. You're not going to get me to defend taxation to a point, right? I'm just like the only way to not get any benefit of a government is you'd have to live in a deserted island with nothing, Yeah. right? Because you wouldn't have the safety. Anyone could roll up and take your land. You would have run, no running water, no infrastructure, no internet, no power grid, no, no nothing, mm -hmm. no laws, right? And, and then see how great of a life you have. Yeah. No hospital, no health care. Yeah. And then the vulnerable and the sick, what happens to them? Do you just th drown them in the ocean? They just it's go on a walk of shame and, you know, like <laughs> a wounded animal and you never see him again? You know, so again, you know, the, here's a guy who grew up in the most privileged, you know, most just society in the history of the world. Yeah. And all he can see is all the flaws. Yeah. I just like that he called uh, your understanding of things rudimentary. Yeah, I have a rudimentary understanding of economics. Economics, because uh, you know, I actually said that we're in, heading in a bad place. I'm glad to see you have a rudimentary understanding. Of it. Great. I'm glad you can say words like rudimentary when the rest <laughs> the rest of his page was ridiculous. So, anyways, and then his other favorite word was ironic. Mm. You know, he had about a thousand memes that had moronic on his page, or ironic on his page. So, I and I said, wasting your time. I. Well, I did. I just said, this is a post about forgiveness. I'm going to kind of, I'm all set. I'll you forgive know. you for my wasting my time and move on. Well, you know, and, and what it turned out is he was anti-cop. He saw that I was pro-cop and he was trying to take me down a logic path mm -hmm. to where I would condemn all police. <laughs> and I'm not going to condemn police. It didn't police. work. No. Yeah. You know, he's pro-Second Amendment. That's the one thing we have in common. So. It's a good place to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, we, you know, the gun control that's coming your way. There's not a lot of ammo out there. There's not a lot of stuff to buy out there. So hold on to it. Get what you can. Um, and again, <laughs> move somewhere that's going to fight for your rights because uh, keep, keep to your all my Democrat, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, um, Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, people, and I would even say New Hampshire and Maine, this is coming your way, and Vermont, it's, you know, the blue is right there at your door. They're going to come take your stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I, I think it's going to be, why do you think they're keeping up those, the military compound around the Capitol? Yeah, that's very true. If they thought they were going to be loved true. and supported by people, like if you didn't believe anything went wrong with this election, right, or if it was stolen or not stolen, they sure as hell are acting guilty as heck. Mm -hmm. They're doing everything a guilty person would do. Yeah. Yep. Right? We're guilty, yep. so let's bring in the military to protect us because if any of this gets out, people are going to lose their mind. That's exactly what they're afraid of. 
Yes, under the guise of under they're the, guys, the bad yeah, guys. They're the bad guys, yeah. right. Yep. You know, um, so they invented a fire extinguisher caving in a police officer's head to make to try to get Trump out of office, and it worked. And it worked. And who? How many Republicans ran away from Trump when all that turned out to be a lie? The guy who died of a stroke at home in natural causes. Yeah, I mean that was one piece of what they are claiming to be. So the rest of it, the rest about. of it was ridiculous. The rest of it, like there's cops, like there, there's no way they're going to get convicted. There's no way they're going to convict them. They're all going to get sued in the, in the extinction. Two Capitol police officers who committed suicide, and they, was the, they were the ones letting people in. Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of mixing? How many of those people didn't even know they were breaking laws? They got cops letting them in. Come on in. This is the people's house. Whose house? The people's house. Where's everyone going? Cool. Let's go in. I've never been in. Yeah, I think it's the destruction. You know, it's the people who are in the front smashing stuff. Yeah. Obviously, but if you're in the back of 10,000 people going through, you're not going to know. Yeah, going in and sightseeing. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, if you've seen the videos in there, the cops are just like chilling with them. Yeah. Except for that one black lieutenant who smoked the unarmed, you know, female Air Force veteran. Which, yeah, I, which, which we still don't know anything about that. No. Which shows me it's a cover-up. If it was legit, right? If it was totally legit, we'd have his name. We'd have his stories. Mm -hmm. Here's all of his accommodations. He's officer of the year. He's blah, 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 blah. Totally legit. Mike Pence was in that hallway, et cetera. You don't think that they would come out with that information, even if it's a stretch or, or come up with something, because that would then make people feel okay about it? I mean, because they have to know that by not putting any information out that it looks... Either there's too suspicious. much of a paper trail that they can't do it. Mm. You know? I mean, they're so good at making up their own right stories. Right now, they're just denying they would have made up their own story. Right, I mean, well, they just they made up the whole story of, of that cop getting killed with a fire extinguisher right. and, and everything else. And they're making, like, it's, you know, people dying of heart attacks. So they could just come out and say something about why, how it was justified, and everyone would... There's, would video, there's video footage. Yeah. So someone had to plant a gun on her, which yeah. would have created another... There are no charges for murder on that cop. Yeah. There's no pending charges. There's nothing. Yeah. It's 100% a lie. His family was lied to. And then they cremated his freaking corpse, so they couldn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways... um. Yeah. So anyways, it's it's totally, a, um, a, you know, we got some bad stuff coming our way, guys. Prepare for yourself. Prepare yourselves for it and start making plans. Well, I keep right? hearing, you know, everyone says kind of, they, they say, you know, you know they're not going to come and take my guns and all that. But it's, yeah, you know, right, it's, so many people have been a lot of talk and no action. So I'll be curious at the point, not if, kind of at the point they they put in place some of these gun control measures and this is like these buyback laws and stuff. Um, how well, many people actually resist it or do something other than, well, shoot, I guess I have to give my guns up now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they are going to have to do this. They're going to do it in a way to where they're going to isolate people. Like if you've ever been on, you know, Treated for depression as a veteran. Mm -hmm. They're going to take your guns. Mm -hmm. They're going to do this. They're going to use red flag laws. They're going to come in and they're going to mm -hmm. start selectively doing that. Because if they do it all at once, too many people will be offended. Mm -hmm. But if they, if it's, if it's a drip, we're going to take this guy. Like they deplatform Alex Jones. 
crazy Alex Jones, right? Mm -hmm. They did that. No one said anything. And then it was this person, this person. And then all of a sudden, everyone. Yeah. Now you can't even question vaccines. Yeah. You can't question anything. You can't. You can't get on the internet anymore and say anything that you want to say. Yep. Slow boil. If we said that last year, you would say we're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. It's scary, but it'll be interesting to see how it gets rolled out. You know, and you just can't believe that it's here, but it's it's here. Yep. So the last topic we want to talk about is our how-to. If you guys notice, we've been doing news and Perry updates on the Perry family and what we're doing. And then we're kind of closing out with our how-to series on, um, on, you know, just trying to make some evergreen content in every episode for viewers to be able to come back and look at in six months or, you know, or a year or whatever. And, um, and, and, and find something of value in the episode. And you guys notice I've been breaking those out and relaunching them as their own separate videos. Before I want to get to that, I want to get into how you guys can support this channel. Like, subscribe, uh, and share. Share, share, share. We're almost up to 1,050. I was going to check today because uh, we've been all kind of on a growing, um, a little growing burst for us anyways. <laughs> And uh, nope, we're still at one thousand forty-nine subscribers. So who wants to go recruit that one? One person, person to get to one fifty. <laughs> well, you can do that. You can go to our Apple um, podcast and rate that because that's where they all of them are get rated on that, and that's where a vast majority of our podcasts. We have an audio version of this program that's on our Apple podcast. That's on Apple Podcasts, and and they and then by then it's pushed out to every other podcast platform on the planet. It's uh, usually about three days behind mm. from this episode, so I just put up Fridays today, and then tomorrow I'll put you know this one up or so, or in, in the next day. Um, you can also go to Patreon and get one of our memberships there. They all are the same thing, just different levels of how you can support us. And then you can go buy our swag. So our swag should be here this week. Did you did you look for the tracking? I did. So it's on the 21st, right? it was sent to, you know, wherever. And now we're waiting for it. It was sent so, to wherever? Yeah, Where's well, wherever? The, the mail place, whatever the mail place is. You okay. know, the sorting facility. Okay. So the, the shipper has had it for three days. Okay. So hopefully, oh, we're not going to be doing a, a Friday this week. Yeah, this Friday we'll be in Boone, so we're going to do it on Thursday. Do it on word? Thursday instead of small group. Is that the word? Okay, get your drinks ready for Thursday then. Thursday, we're going to have our BYOBB. You don't need swag, you are swag. <laughs> <laughs> he needs swag for his swag. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Well, I don't recognize your name, so welcome back to the, welcome to the show. Welcome to the family, brother. <laughs> So anyways, um, so let's get into our how-to Thank series. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got some awesome stuff. Um, I don't want to waste your time by showing it to you all here. We got our strength and honor line there that I think you'll like. All of our shirts and hoodies are four-sided. They all have a front, a back, an American flag, and a logo on the shoulder. That's why they're they're expensive. All right. Um, I, I, wanted, I like want to do my shirts right. All the T-shirts are made in America. The sweatshirts I could not get made in America. Uh, Printful. I tried my best, but I didn't. I don't believe I chose China. I chose everything but that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then the hats are what they are. They're they're done in. They're all 
printed in Car- North Carolina. Yep. But as far as, you know, I tried to get all made in the USA, but drop shipping, um, which is basically print on demand, meaning we don't carry a bunch of inventory. We, um, we built a design. You can choose one of a thousand colors or 50 colors, whatever they are. You can do whatever you want, mix and match, and then they make it individually and send it to you. That's how we do it. And then we get yeah. a cut of it. So, um, so anyways. So, Danae, we are doing Thursday because we are out of town Friday and we will not be able to do it on the road. So, uh, we're bumping it to Thursday. We know that that might impact people's um, imbibing <laughs> if they have work on Friday. But uh, <laughs> we will be there. If you can we join will be us. there. We will be there just because, uh, like I said, we're going, to, we're going scouting. Going scouting. Going scouting for a new place, for a new pad. Yeah. New, new rock to lay my head on, so... All right, so what's what's the how-to so, series? So we um, and we we saw an article today about um, it was a story in Florida. A girl uh, was rescued, fortunately, um, in a motel room. Um, she had gone to meet someone that she met online, and he was an online predator. And she was fortunately saved before anything really happened. Um, that is often not the case, but so that kind of inspired us to talk about how to keep your kids safe from online predators um, and just that whole very dark, dangerous world. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of things that you got to do, um, and it can seem overwhelming as a parent or, you know, even as a husband or you know, looking out after your wife or whoever to make sure that, you know, bad people aren't coming in contact because a lot of us are working from home right now. A lot of people are having virtual relationships Mm -hmm. all over the place. And Mm -hmm. maybe that person that your wife's been doing business with is a creepo Mm -hmm. and has no idea. And now they're going on a a trip and you want to find out, you know, a little bit more about those people or whatever. But today's focus is going to be on kids, Mm -hmm. but there are some tools that you can use to check on adults that are pretty, um, that are, that are pretty robust. Um, the background checks today online, there's a million companies out there. You can do those. You can do them very easily. Mm -hmm. So, most important principle is trust but verify. Okay. Um, again, and then the trust part, trust is earned, right? Your kid has to earn your trust, mm-hmm. right? So with good sound decisions, okay? But always verify your kid because we've all been kids and we've all made mistakes and we've all did things that we had to do to earn our trust back. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse for not knowing what your kid is now today. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hand them this supercomputer of evil, <laughs> you might as well make it work for you. Yep. Right? You might as well make it work for you. There is no way in heck you should not know where, where their phone is. And if not their phone, get them an iWatch. Yeah. And if it's not a whatever watch you want to get that's got a tracking chip in there and you know where that is. Yeah. And then make sure you actually get a program signed up that you can see where it's at. The other thing is I am not, if, if I am paying for the phone and then they're not 18, Right, they can't own anything until they're eighteen. Right. I am gonna have that thing unlocked, and I'm gonna have spyware on their phone, knowing what's going on. Yeah, so um, you just kind of blended a few Sorry. things there, but so th- we have the trust but verify. So if they say that they're going over to their friend's house, call the friend's parents and see if that's actually happening. Um, use tracking apps. We use Life three hundred and sixty um, just to to know where 
we are. Um, so, you know. If Lawn's he, a creeper like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, if, you know, if he's going out um, to the store and he says, I'm heading home, but it takes a lot longer than it should to come home, you know, I'll see it's, I'll see where he went. You know, did he stop somewhere? Was it an accident? Did he stop because we lose cell service and he stopped at the church down the road because that's what he's on a call? Um, you know, but if he didn't notify me on why he's going to be late, it's it's really nice to be able to make sure that he's okay um, and not in a place like he's in trouble. Um, but There's a so- lot of deer and a lot of windy roads here. Um, it's really, you know, I've, I've wrecked... Um, you know, when Lauren was in a car in front of me. So mm-hmm. uh, bad things happen here all the time. And it's just the phones and, and smart devices can do so much evil. Let's use them to do some yeah. good. Yeah. So the, um, the Life 360 allows you to set locations, you know, very common ones. So I get a notification, Jason left home or Jason arrived at home. Or you can set work, Arrived grocery at work, store, sc- whatever, school. whatever. Um, and a boundary, you know, so f- for the kids especially, you can set a, a, a boundary it's called geofencing. they're okay to be in, and you get notified if they leave that boundary. Um, so there's, it's great for for your partner, but it's also great for your kids. Um, right, so if you don't want your kids going to the violent drug neighborhood, you draw <laughs> a circle around that and you're notified if they ever, if, if, they, they, enter if they enter it or they leave, you know, whatever safe space you gave them to stay in. Like, you know, no further, like, you know, we were given streets. Don't go any further than this, that, the other. This would tell you if I was a knucklehead. Mm -hmm. And I was a knucklehead. (laughs) Uh, Our kids have no hope because Jason has done it all, knows it all. (laughs) There will be no tricks past him. Um, And then the other one that you kind of combined in there was the monitoring their devices. Um, So that is... If you're paying for that cell phone, which you likely are, and they are under your roof, which they likely are, um, they don't get to keep the secrets from the phone, you know, or, or the computers from you. You know their passwords. You get to read their messages. You get to, to to look at what they're doing. Make sure that they're not haven't added any apps that you've told them not to. Um, and it's all it's not to kind of snoop in their private business, but it's just to make sure that they aren't being taken advantage of in any way that they might not even be recognizing. And when you're doing that, I would save like your outing of that for something big, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't want, like I would, you know, tell them, you know, when you first give them the phone to say, Hey, if you do anything squirrely with this, I'm going to know about it. I wouldn't go any further than that. And then little things are going to come, little things are going to come, little things are going to come. Because if you don't, like one of the ways that they're doing workarounds is they'll get into a game Mm -hmm. and the game has a chat function. Mm -hmm. And so instead of having a traceable conversation place like I am or, you know, Signal Mm -hmm. or one of these other things, they'll communicate and chat in a game to get around yeah, it. Yeah, and so that's so one of your by other letting tips. them think they're safe there yeah. before you pull the rug out on them, mm-hmm. you know, I would definitely keep an observation, and you're going to be able to see how honest your kid is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're going to feel dirty, but you're doing it for their own good. Yeah. So that's one of your next tips is being aware of beware of video games. And I wouldn't have. I'm not a video gamer. I wouldn't have known this that there's kind of outside of the, the video game itself. There's these whole chat communities that can go on that that's where a lot of this predatory behavior can start where they can establish relationships with people that don't have the best intentions for them i wouldn't have known they're hanging out with 
you know, they're hanging out with David, who they think is 14. Yeah. David's 24 or yeah, 42. That guy who's still in mama's basement. And yeah. And like they've been hanging out with doing adventures and mm-hmm. playing Minecraft or whatever, where they can talk to one another unmonitored. Yeah. I mean, that's how terrorists were communicating through games. Right. So, um, again, you know, it's an un, you know, it's an unmonitored channel. And if your kid's playing a lot of games, beware, Mm -hmm. you know, go, go ahead. Um, I think one of the, the next kind of most important ones is so many people shelter their kids and they don't want them to, you know, be scared of the world and be scared of people. So they don't educate them properly on the risks and, you know, age appropriate, obviously, but you have to Start young in ways that are appropriate and then become more and more clear on, on what the risks are as they get older and teach them about about what predators are, what to look for in an online relationship that is not healthy, which most of them aren't. Um, you know, talking to them about sex and sexting and not sending naked pictures or what to do if someone sends them a naked picture and all of this stuff, you know, when, when, when someone is being groomed online by a predator, um, they will likely, that person will likely start to ask your child to do kind of more and more sexual things and, and see kind of how far they can go before the, um, your kid gets unnerved by it. And they might do it in such a slow way and kind of gaining their trust that before you know it, that your kid is sending them that naked picture and thinking it's okay. Um, so talk to them about that and about why it's not. Um, but then again, that's why you also need to be looking at their devices to see if that they have started engaging in that kind of thing. Yeah, um, you're not going to, I mean, and that's where teen suicide comes mm-hmm. from because, you know, you used to make mistakes when you were a kid and it was isolated or could be small. Now it lives on the internet forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your daughter or son makes one bad mistake and now the world's going to know forever. Mm-hmm. And there is no forgiveness out there. So you have to be that hawk yeah. for your kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you talk to anyone who made social media, they don't let their kids on social media. Yeah. Yeah. That should tell you, right tell you everything you need to know yeah. about, about social media for kids. Um, another thing to tell your kids to watch out for is if they're ever told by this person that they are trusting. And this goes for online predators or for any kind of potentially abusive relationship, you know, whether it's, you know, uncle so-and-so who's starting to get abusive or whatever, um, is if they start telling your kid, you know, this is between you and me, this is our secret, don't tell your parents or, or something like that, um, that should be a big red flag for your child that um, that they are engaging in or about to engage in something that really shouldn't happen if they're being told to uh, keep it between them and the predator, them and this online relationship. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, um, this can happen in the church, mm-hmm. right? As we've seen, particularly, you know, the Catholic Church is notorious or yeah, pedophilia. Yeah. And, um, I mean, if they were, if all those churches were allowed to be prosecuted, the Catholic church would be bankrupt and out of business because it was done so bad. My grandfather was, was raped by, um, in an orphanage in a Catholic orphanage. Yeah. in Newfoundland. Oh, and, and so, so that's, many that's why your family is. Yeah. That's on your mom's side a very, not very dark path as a mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. uh, because of that. So, yeah. Um, again, so it can happen in the church. 
Um, that's why Lauren's comments about being very appro- age appropriate on what should be touched, what shouldn't be mm-hmm. touched. And, um, and then tell your kids that there is no one, not Uncle Bob, yeah. not Aunt Lisa, not anyone that they can trust like mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Right. And that they need to tell, tell you anything that happens. And it, and the second that somebody says, don't tell, yeah. that needs to be the first thing they need to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is getting a little off of the kind of online predators, but, you know, into um, just kind of sexual abuse, which can happen in, in both kind of contexts. But, you know, even with, with B now, you know, I I tell her, even though she doesn't really understand, kind of I give her a heads up when I'm about to, to wash her privates, you know, you know yeah. that she, it's not unexpected touching, it's not unwarranted touching. Um, so she starts to know that that's what that's for. And it, you know, it shouldn't happen in any other context. Um, and kind of using, um, appropriate terms for body parts and things. Um, and you know, as she gets older, we'll start to kind of work in conversations about when it's okay for mommy or daddy to have to touch kind of those parts and when it's not okay. And especially for no one else. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all things that they're uncomfortable, you know, people, you know, People don't like to talk about sex and sexual parts, and especially in the context of abuse, but you you certainly have to. What else you got? Um, I think one of the other ones that we haven't talked about yet is limiting their access. Educate yourself on all of the apps and things out there that are the more common ones um, for these predators to kind of find their target. Well, yeah, let me, let me stop there. Your kid should not be installing any app on their phone. You should have to install it for them. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. That way, before you install it, you can get on there. There are plenty of forums out there, uh, parent forums on online, mm-hmm. you know, predator programs and and all that stuff. And you know, Snapchat is one of the worst. Yeah, you know, those kids think that the stuff vanishes. Yeah, it doesn't. It vanishes in the Snapchat app, but if they're recording their screen, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. So, um, you know, so again, there is, you know. Sex trafficking, despite all the technology, despite all the companies that are out there doing it, it is happening, and a lot of it happens, starts with online, Mm -hmm. and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, Know their social groups and influences. So they're in this um, article that kind of inspired talking about this today. There was a a comment um, that this 13-year-old girl had a friend who knew that she was going to meet someone that she met online and didn't didn't tell anyone, didn't think anything of it and didn't tell anyone. So make sure that you know who your kids are friends with. Make sure that they're also properly educated. Talk to their parents about it and you know, either ask if they're okay with you talking to the friends or get together as as parent groups and and talk to them. Um because it it's only it's one part of it if your kid is educated, but if they are constantly around and influenced by kids who are not, um, they could still get into trouble or have their you know friends cover up for them or anything like well, that. This is where it really it really helps to control who they socialize with, mm-hmm. because parenting styles are completely different. We all grew up with kids' parents who were alcoholics, drug addicts, whatever. Let their kids do whatever, mm-hmm. and that's where we all hung out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they could do whatever they wanted and we could drink over there. We could do whatever. It wasn't a big deal. Mom worked nights, whatever it was. And parents were clueless. Mm-hmm. 
right? So you really need to plug in and you really need to do your homework. And if you need to run a background check on someone, yeah. right? If your young daughter or young son's about to start hanging out with some dude and his dad, you know, run the dad. Mm. If the dad's a pedophile. Be like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, I wish you could do the benefit of the doubt guys, but unless you're really wired in a small town where you knew everyone's business. Yeah. Before you do that, because it was a small town and you know, yeah. you know everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So now we all kind of blend into this blob mm-hmm. of this, this ocean of uh, obscurity because we move around so much and we're so yeah. transient. Yeah. No one really knows anything and people reinvent themselves over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But that's why we have these tools and there's programs out there that you should be doing to make sure, you know, watchdog, is it watchdog.us? Yeah. Um, is a great place to check for, you know, um, sexual Sex predators uh, in your area. Mm-hmm. It'll light up your map like a Christmas tree. Yeah. We've covered that countless times, but yeah, it's always good to put it out there to new audiences. We always do that. So, But when you move into a new area or you're looking to move anything, go to the sex offender registry and see if there's a yeah. reason why that house is such a good steal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just have two other ones. So one is, uh, you know how your kid acts. Um, and if so, if they start acting differently, um, take note of that. It might be that they have started establishing some relationship um, that you don't know about. Um, if they become more secretive, more withdrawn, um, you know, on their device more. Um, so just if if they start acting in a way that um, kind of raises a red flag for you, investigate it. Don't just assume that, oh, they're in a different age or, you know, it's just some stage. Um, Look into it and make sure that they're okay. Um, And then the last one is, um, you know, especially for when you have, you know, younger kids um, and everyone takes like the cute naked baby pictures and posts them online or the toddler butts or things like that. Um, There are creepos out there. There are people who are taking those photos and they are, doing gross things that you don't want to think about um, with the image of your child. Um, so so don't. And I, a lot of people will put those little stickers on, you know, to cover up um, private parts and things like, you know, um, emojis or whatever. Those can be, if they're not, you know, part of the actual photo, they can be removed if people, you know, um, digitally um, or they'll just say they have enough of, they'll take like the face of your kid and put it on the naked Oof. body of someone else. And so, but it's still your kid's face. So um, educate yourself on that too, on what is safe to put out there in of an image of your child and what is not um, doing it in ways that it's, it's a lot harder for that photo to be manipulated or, or put in kind of a, of a sexual way. Um, the better, you know, so um as cute as those little naked baby butts are, don't post those. Um, and if you see anyone you know doing that, try to educate them as well because um, that's the step one. You know, um, best case is that those, well, best case in the bad scenario is that those photos are used in ways that you don't like to, to picture. Worst case is someone now knows about your kid and becomes a stalker or becomes attracted to them and specifically and tries to um, target them in other ways. The most important thing I can tell you is that your kid is going to make bad decisions and you're going to trust them way more than you probably should. Mm -hmm. Not because they're going to try to mislead you, but they're going to be naive. Yeah. 
All right. There's a lot of, you know, YouTube videos out there of guys who walk up to like a mom who's out there mm-hmm. and say, do you think your kid would walk off with me? And they say, Absolutely never, not. never. All right. You know, so we have your consent to this. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're getting in a car with a puppy. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, you have to think for your kid. You have to watch your kid. You have to be plugged in. You have to be off of this watching your kid on the playground. Yeah. You have to be paying attention to what your kids are doing online. Right. Online is the like we're all at home now. Mm-hmm. So now we're just getting they're gonna be getting more and more interactive online and cameras and this and that. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe how many parents' heart hearts would break if they could see what's on their kids' phone. Yeah. You know? it, I mean, you know, young, young, mm-hmm. young kids. So I know this was kind of a dark episode. Sorry, didn't mean for it to be a bummer, but this is all to prevent tragedy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we don't want to hear any nightmare stories about any of our extended, well, of anyone, but particularly our extended Vanguard family here at, um, you know, Patriot Crusader Mission. So, um, you know, we love you guys. Again, we thank you for your prayers. Um, we really, really, really appreciate you guys reaching out. You guys, you know, it sounds stupid that it's, it's a, you know, it's just characters on a screen. But knowing that someone took the time and the energy to reach out to you in some manner or form mm-hmm. to say they're thinking about you and they're they're sorry does make a difference. Yeah, I I second that. Um, one of my, you know, when this happened yesterday and kind of in today, it's like you know, oh, and we just we told everyone, you know, and that initially it was like you know now we have to go take it back essentially but then it's like um jason's like no it's a good thing that everyone knows because that's so many more people to support you through this now it's not like you're hiding anything or, or going through it alone and um, that's certainly true so um we're both we're both grateful that we have the opportunity to share our lives with you all and for that support and that's what makes this christian community different we are there for one another. We will lean. We will be there through the ups and downs, guys. So, um, and that goes for all of you. If you guys are in a dark place, a sad place, reach out to us. Come to our prayer group on Thursday nights, whatever. Um, we're there. Reach out, text, however you want to do it. So, yeah. that's all I got for you. So, I'm going to pray us out. Or, Lauren, why don't you pray us out tonight? Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, babe. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't normally do this, guys. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we had together, uh, for the fellowship, and for everyone that we love and know, if just through this show, that they spent the time with us, um, for the opportunity to share our lives with them, our struggles and our pain, and this recent loss with them. And uh, thank you so much for the love that we've received from everyone here. Uh, we are so grateful for all the blessings that you have given to us and um, and the blessings that we hope that you are giving to everyone out there in our community as well. And please just continue to be with us and be with everyone who's listening tonight and um, reach into their hearts and, and meet them where they are and with whatever they are struggling with that, um, that they may not have shared with anyone yet um, and give them that encouragement to share it and find a shoulder to lean on if they need that as well. Um, thank you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Lord's first big public prayer, praying for peeps, you know, <laughs> all right. I'm so proud of you. All right. All right. All right, everyone. <laughs>
Uh, God bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Patriot Crusader Mission, where Christian warriors are forged. Sponsored by Patriot Crusader Mission Patreon page. Join us and become the Christian warrior you are called to be. Thank you for standing shoulder to shoulder with us in today's spiritual vanguard on Christian Warrior Talk. Presented by Christian Warrior Mission. As we've united in prayer, let's hold fast to the truth in Nehemiah 4.14. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Until next time, let's keep a humble and grateful heart, deliberately pursue our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and equip ourselves with the full armor of God. You're not walking this path alone. Lock shields with us, and together we will hold the line. May God bless you all.